everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, shows all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering and more. Um, we've got another Walrus Water Cooler podcast because this podcast is brought to you by Walrus Game Studio. And we've got one of the OG founders who's been on the podcast a few times already, uh, Dante, with us. How are you doing, Dante? I am doing well this evening. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Nice. So, uh, how are you doing, man? Um, not too bad, actually. Uh, went to the gym today. I had, um, so it, it was funny. Uh, all of today, um, the day that we're recording at work, I had to do nothing but talk in almost every single meeting and not just, <laughs> you know, speak a little bit here and there. And I'm talking like talking for 30 to 45, almost over an hour straight of talking yeah. and then i was exhausted at the end and then i realized shit we got a podcast <laughs> and i'm like i don't want to talk more but we got to do it because we got some exciting yeah. shit we do we do actually um you know for me it was actually just kind of a heads down day luckily uh just answer a couple of emails and you know work 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 how lucky you man like you, I know. Well, I know what you've also been working on too. Oh which yeah, is, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, so this is a live podcast. If you're watching the VOD or listening to the audio, um, we do have some live audience members here, and we've also got some Q and A questions that we can ask towards the end here um, about us and about the game or games, I should say. Uh, mm -hmm. which will be fun and exciting. So I guess let's just get right into it before before we get into walrus-related stuff. Um, how have you been doing? Anything new going on since you've last been on? It's been a couple weeks. Mm, let's see. Um, my, my daughter got accepted to a very uh, regionally prestigious uh, college. Nice. Right? uh and it's Congrats. kind of yeah yeah she she got her her dream dream university and dream you know coursework that she wants to do and uh and coincidentally her bestest friend in the world decided to do the same thing all, oh nice they didn't, yeah it's really strange they didn't coordinate with each other they didn't really talk about what they were doing um and then lo and behold they both said well this is what i'm doing and you know it's the same university and basically the same uh the same track you know for oh that's for awesome majors yeah so it's kind of cool so she'll be going um, to school with someone she knows then mm -hmm. won't be alone well her yeah and her brother's already going there too so okay. one of her brothers is uh still there working on his believe it or not game development and programming degree Ooh. Is there a possible yeah. job opportunity at Walrus? Well, there might him? be. I mean, he'd have to be behind his older brother, who just graduated with his yeah. game design degree. And uh, actually, he's already working. So, speak of the devil, uh, some people found him, uh, and he's working with uh, mostly U.S., but a couple of international people, and they have a project. And uh, he's been. He's been leading the charge. In fact, so much so that he got um, 
he basically got elected to be the the person that um meets with the marketing uh, like this outside marketing team uh and he's gonna be representing the entire development department oh that's uh, awesome marketing yeah yeah so he's getting his his full taste of uh what it's like to be in charge of a certain area and uh you know <laughs> so it's kind of cool Lot, oh, lots awesome. going on lots going on here at, at this end my uh my dog has uh one of my dogs is still wearing her surgery cone three weeks later oh athena athena because she's not the best girl in the world and doesn't know how oh, to that's not, not true <laughs> well she's she wants to lick her like it was just yeah. a little surgery on her paw and she just wants to keep licking it and we're like you can't because you keep getting infected and anyway no yeah so no, i can't wait on. to see them again because we're yeah gonna, dude we're planning our second annual walrus womper <laughs> for this that's summer right <laughs> Womper too. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know it, that's the annual Walrus user group meeting. Oh, or or maybe we should start doing like the Fast and Furious movies, like two Walrus, two Womper, <laughs> too Fast, <laughs> <Yeah>. too Furious. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll even make a poster for us to <laughs> print it out. Oh man, that'd be hilarious! Oh my god, I should, I should, I should write that down. Um, that would be funny. Uh, you know, we but, could, um, you know, we could uh, one one year could be like you know only tusks, right? That would be the yes. theme. Only tusks. Everybody have t-shirts like... made of only tusks mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to walk around with like a little hoodie with tusks hanging well, out I've, I've got my onesie i've got my walrus onesie <laughs> yeah well i'm sure you do <laughs> yeah i heard my kid yelling just now like don't you put it on and it's like oh i will don't <laughs> don't get it twisted i'm i'm not i'm not ashamed yeah don't 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 challenge us uh, don't don't challenge me i'll i'll do it i'll embarrass the crap out of everybody <sighs> you know i should no, bring no. it up um to ohio this summer too dude oh my and, god and yeah. wear it to the walrus restaurant dude a hundred percent all right so, <laughs> so <for> the, <laughs> a little doxing i mean yes it's gonna hurt but you know um so we uh most of the team is in central Ohio and in Columbus, Ohio specifically, there is our favorite restaurant slash bar and it's called the walrus. And no, it is not how we got our name, but it is now home to us. It's a coincidence. Very big. Total, coincidence. total big coincidence, but they, uh, it's a pretty neat place. We like hanging out there. Yeah, no, it's, um, I can't wait to visit it this year when i go up there i've already put in the time off so uh, but they have tchotchkes and shit you know t-shirts and that oh yeah we're we're gonna have to i'll have to buy some Mm -hmm. when i go up there um oh yeah one's awesome um so i've been up to working working on walrus working out (laughs) a lot of working don't forget answering a million questions from me oh yeah but hey that's actually been fun though because it's like having to make me remember 
like how does networking actually work you know it's true it's it's been a treat man i'll tell you what and uh we you know we even got some of the other people in discord going like well wait a second no it's this it's that you know yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. we have our own private little discord that the public will never see never <laughs> never no we with the amount of shit that we talk <laughs> i think i think it might lead to if it, if it was streamed there'd be permanent ban material i don't think it's that bad sometimes We're, it, it can on. be okay it can be but it can be but it can get up there it, it's to me it's like our little solace for like being able to just like stress relief type stuff because you know we're we all work from home so we don't get that office environment anymore you know mm, thank, thank god <laughs> which i mean no you're you're right like but there are things i miss about the office right where you miss True. some of the camaraderie more you know like especially if you had really good co-workers and stuff and you know getting it, to commiserate sometimes it's it it is harder to do that i have to admit yeah but um i, I don't know man i i'll just say this like i i um this is how i've solved that problem and this is just a me thing because i'm just at at a point in life where i'm like fuck it kind of a thing but you know i just put myself out there to them i'm just like this is who i am you know and uh this is you know and, and just just be polite but honest in discussions and um it turns out it's pretty good, man. I'm yeah. able to you know, build if you're respectful to other people and respect their views and opinions, the the same will come right back at you. And before long, you have a good relationship with people, even though you may not see eye to eye on something. Oh yeah, so. oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trade working from home for anything uh, at this no. point. I, I've been doing it since 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. and all that, same. and it's just. Yeah, wouldn't change it. I mean, unless someone wants to pay me a lot of money, and I'd be like, okay, half a million dollars a year? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I'd do that. Yeah. I'd go for that. You want me to drive two hours every day to get there? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I, You know, I, I just think people are short-sighted. Like, the people that fight against this are a little short-sighted, and they don't yeah. understand what they're really getting for their money. Like if you break down a salaried person who works from home and the effort that they're putting in, you're paying them less per hour than making this guy come into your office. Um, you know, like I'm usually up five thirty, six o'clock. You know, I'm sitting in a chair by six thirty, and yeah. I'm usually not done working until six or six thirty on on just work work stuff. You know that. Yep. You've seen that. So, you know, it's like. Mm, okay, you want to trade a, a ten to twelve hour day for an eight hour day? Yeah, that's what you want. Now, yeah. granted, there's there are people that don't put that kind of effort in. I get that, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I'll just say this: I fall on the side of I. It is my belief, based on observation and seeing, you know, talking to people and and living this, that you're going to get more productivity out of people if they're not stuck in traffic an hour one way to get someplace yeah just wait yep. yep agreed agreed and but i mean the on the other case not every single job can be done from home too 
Oh yeah, no, not yeah, at there, all. There's always going to be those jobs that have to be done in person, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you're right. Traffic Simulator, yes, that is right. This bum here, that sh- that'll be our next game, Traffic Simulator. I could do it. <laughs> you know, you know that actually reminds me. I remember going to an actual website years and years and years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about it, it was a it was a traffic study website, you know, d- like it, it was about you know the study of traffic and how it affects and how it slows down, goes fast, you know, slow. Uh, and, and part of that website had a little simulator of what it would be like if you know simulating like if cars suddenly stopped on a highway, how long it would take you know for that ripple effect to clear itself out. And it was actually pretty fascinating watching, you know, the little animation do it and all that. So, I yeah. mean, it's it. Yeah, it, it can be pretty fascinating stuff. And that just reminds me of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3, where he pretended to be a a traffic researcher scientist person as, as one of his covers. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie or not, but... um. Not, I mean, I remember the movie and vague details, but I don't remember the specifics of it. It's yeah. been it's been a while. Um, it it um it would be interesting. I mean, it, it I'll really see if would I can be... find that because it was. I, I think I spent like maybe thirty minutes just playing with the little simulator. Just you know, what happens if I add a bunch of semi trucks to it? <laughs> you know, and seeing how it affects traffic and. It's just a bunch of little things you could tweak it with. Um, it, it's it's um, it's very it's very interesting in you know it's it's like it's like water pipes really. I mean it's like flow, yeah. you know it's like it's like anything. If you've ever seen like there's this one guy who has like a, a really famous uh, marble channel on YouTube like marbles right and he does oh, okay. marble races and everything. But if you if you just watch like if he like he'll do like a 10,000 marble spill kind of thing and you can just see it it's like the front end goes but it takes a little while for before that back end it doesn't all move at once there's like a it's like a wave that ripples through before they start going so yeah yeah i i get what you're saying i get what you're saying that's some interesting stuff so i think we made everybody fall asleep on the podcast um as they were driving in traffic um, while listening to this if they're not live here um so let's talk about some exciting news let's talk about some walrus game studio stuff um, all right let's uh start with probably the most pertinent one first and that is we've uh got a book coming out very 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 shortly our very first Darkstorm Adventures D&D slash Pathfinder Adventure Module book. Mm-hmm. So, this is and exciting, man. This, this is exciting as hell. <laughs> by, by soon, he means, hopefully, if all, you know, assuming that there's no, nothing out of left field, as they say, before March 1st. So Yes. Yes, that is correct. So just to give an update, what I mean by that, or what we mean by that is, so we have the digital files approved and ready to go. We have the hardcover 
accepted by our printer. All the fi the interior files and the cover file was accepted by the printer we chose. And they are sending me a proof in the mail. Um, hopefully I get that proof either later this week or next week. That way mm -hmm. I can review it, make sure everything looks good. And should that proof look good, then we will definitely have a release, a definitive release date at that point. So, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of surreal just to be honest. Like <clears throat> I'm actually really happy for you, Matt. I know that this has been kind of a lifelong passion to get one of these things out the door published your name on it and and not only that but it's fun it's not just like here's a few pages this is this is really a fun uh fun little module and it's, it's soon it's not it's, it's just one of many so it's book yes. one of many books to come in this adventure series so it's just really cool yeah no i'm it, it I feel like it won't really be real until like it's released or whatever. Um, you, you know what my hope is on what? like at the end when this whole adventure series is done, books are published, and hopefully that there's enough community traction on it to get just even just a couple of fan art pictures of our little gnome friend. I would love oh, to see how God. yes how people interpret that 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 dude. Right. Oh yeah, the seventh mage. <laughs> oh, or the oh god, I forget the title. We're probably gonna have to start memorizing that because it's it's gonna become important one day. His his titles always whatever he wants it to be. He just yeah. makes all that stuff up. I know, I know, and <clears throat> um, so the so it's super exciting. We've got the. Uh, you know the book coming I, i've got the proof coming which i can't wait um i've been teasing the cover art for the past few days on social medias and i'll be releasing the full cover art uh this friday uh, so if you're listening to this podcast or watching it after the live show um just go check our socials and you'll see the full cover art there and the trailer for the book will drop as well too on Friday. So it, it's yeah. super exciting stuff, man. It's, um, it's been a lot of work. It's been, we've got people, um, you know, in the chat that have been part of the play testing from Delta drifter in the chat. He was actually one of the original play testers, uh, who played it, it's. So the version of the game that he played for the most part is the, the bones of it are the same, right? The the, the version right. that he played versus the version that you helped play and shaped. It, it it definitely evolved and grew and was different, but the the bones of the of the story have stayed the same. It's just now there's it's different details and like I can't wait to you know share with people and um you know I'm already working on book two and that that's that has already changed a bunch just in the early drafts of how i wanted it to be and i guarantee it's going to change even more as i start fleshing it out i think what i like about book two um 
you know, and do we we're tease kind of something about, a little bit or yeah, I'm going to tell you tease a little something is um, we're working on some, we're working on a little bit of a side rule set to uh, address something that is very rarely seen in, in your typical Pathfinder or D and D session. So we're, we're fleshing out uh, a little, little kind of uh, maybe um combat that occurs on the waves kind of a Ooh. thing so yes and we, we do know there are rule sets out there that are similar but ours is going to be system agnostic so mm -hmm. you could use this in either D D or pathfinder or you're playing powered by the apocalypse or white wolf or call of cthulhu if you wanted to you know yeah we're, um, we're trying to create a, a, a mini rule set. Not that I mean, we're not trying to. Yeah, not, not that to, deep, right? Yeah, not that it, deep. And it's not meant. It's really not meant to be like some standalone product or anything. It's part of this. It's going to be part of this book. Um, but it's um, it's really built around um, just having some fun, right? In yeah. uh, naval combat. It's almost like. Uh, I don't want to mention na video game names by name, but you know, almost like the kind of fun you would have, say, with Sea of Thieves, where it's quasi-realistic but not really. Like you know, yeah, uh, um, yeah, you, you, know, you can't control a boat with just two people. Right. <laughs> yeah. So not not like a not not a frigate or gallant gallon or something. No, but we want to make it fun to play like that. So if it's just yeah. you know a D a DM and three people. There's going to be rules around that. And then, you know, the different positions that you man on the boat. So it's not just like a bunch of guys standing around in their gear on the deck of the ship and they can basically do whatever they want, right? Like as no. if they were standing in a field and I'll go run and attack with that, you know, the, um, oh boy, let me, let me use non-D&D &D terms here. <laughs> I'll go and attack that that creature over there yeah. uh, or, or this other bigger creature over here or this one with fangs in front of me. It's not like that. You actually have to commit to a role. And then if you want to switch roles, right, you're going to have to commit a little, little round time, you know, so many rounds yeah. to get into that other role. And each role is allowed to do certain things and the others aren't. And these are not the roles of your normal class either. So it's not like the fighter, yeah. It's like the fighter role. That's not it, you know. No. Nope. Like, yeah. Um. So it it gets fun and interesting. We've play tested this a couple of times, and it is, yeah. it is a hoot. It's a blast. Yeah. No, I can't wait for that. Um. Yeah. So that that's going to be coming in book two, and I know we're going to be using that system in future books and two as well. Because um. Yep. It, it's yeah. It, like I said, I've already begun fleshing out book two. It's already changed a bunch since I've started writing it. Um, and then I've already started writing some notes for possibly book three, but that may change as I finish book two. Um, try not to get too ahead of myself. But, um, mm -hmm. so it, it's, but yeah, we got the first book coming out. It is done. Like the book is done. There, all the artwork is done. The cover art's done, all the edits, the layout tweaks, it is done. There done. is nothing else to do. Um, it, was, it was funny, Kurt, the other night, because as we have a weekly Walrus meeting, um, I, I, was, I was showcasing to the team 
um, I was showcasing to the team, you know, the the finished product, just showing them, and um, and what Kurt made a comment like, "What if we added this or that or something?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> we're done." It's like you told me last year. Like, there's just at a point you have to be done. You can't it's, just. That's right. You're done. <laughs> Version one is over. Yeah, right. We, we can't go back and keep because, of course, I I can look at book one right now and I can think of stuff that I that I would love to add. Right? Mm-hmm. No, we we have we we just got to be done. Like like any good DM, right? You take that idea and you you park it over here and put it and you make it happen yeah. in a different you know in a different scenario in a di- slightly different way, but still essentially the same story component right the same things happen it's just you know a little different than you know the situation it would have been in in that book look the, the it's done you gotta call it done right that's the you know you don't want to be like uh some people who wrote a book series about a throne made out of swords and you know it's going through about one million edits before you know even one chapter's done and it takes a lifetime to get the next book out and that's not Mm. a harsh criticism but i would like to read the last book please well he still (laughs) has two books left right it's two books it's not (laughs) even one book he's not he's not in his 40s i know you know i'd like to read them please i feel like it's gonna what's going to happen is a Robert Jordan situation where he didn't get to finish wheel of time and uh, Brandon Sanderson has to come and finish. That's why I feel like it's going to happen. But r- real yeah. quick in chat, um, we did get the question. Did we use a, any AI art in our book? And the answer is, is no, no, no. There's... So, and now in our proofs, yes. So when we were doing proofs, uh, pre-publishing, pre—you know—just kind of all the alpha stuff amongst ourselves, right? Just yeah. us, no external viewers of this content. Um, we used AI art as place fillers to get a general sense of what we would want the artist, you know. And and we did. We went through a lot of prompts and a lot of things like that. Yeah. It was just to get like a vibe or a general sense of what we wanted the artist to take a look at from a you know, just like look at it, but don't copy it. Like we're not yeah, looking it, for yeah, a exactly. human version of it. We want the artist's interpretation of the scene that was there before them. Yeah. Like the, the cover art is nothing like the original AI cover art, like in a verbatim copy, but he got Oh yeah, no, it idea. is way different. Yeah. It's way different, but the concept is identical, right? The, yeah, the I, fundamental I, concept is identical. Yeah. We, we basically used it as concept art like you said, yeah, used exactly. it to, and, and when it came to time to when I had to lay out the pages, it helped me lay out the pages and make sure that the page that I'm on, right, with all the content, like, does this pic- sort of picture fit with the theme of right. what I'm doing? Or, and, you know, I, I know you could pretty much use, like, any placeholder art for that kind of stuff, but w- when you're in there, it, it just helps you put it together um, and also what it also helped me with too, was just help visualize some stuff because I'm not, I, some, there are some things that I struggle with visualizing that 
you know, I could quickly put in a prompt and be like, oh, okay, so this is what a roof of the house looks like, right? You know, exactly. in, in, in a fantasy setting, you know? Okay, now I can type it, describe it, and this is what it could look like on the page. But no, we we knew that we wanted 100% human art, um, yep. and that's going to be our stance. It's really the way we utilize AI art is just a tool, concept art. And if we ever got to a point where, you know, we could afford a concept artist, we'll then, go that route, you know? Yeah, we, we wouldn't even do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... I mean, you we know, just have to be realistic with, you know, mm -hmm. with our funds, right? It's, I, I'd rather waste the money, not waste, but I'd rather spend the money on art that we know we're going to use in the book versus, okay, this is just concept art. We know yeah. it's going to go tra in the trash. Yep. And, and to be fair, right? I mean, do you want to pay an artist to do a bunch of drawings that we're just going to throw away? I mean, I don't know. Right, I'd rather pay them for something that was like, here it is. Put all your effort and your soul into these, and and we do. The guy that we, you know, the, the actually, it's more than just a guy. There's also yeah, there, there's a, woman. a bunch of artists. Um, uh, there's a bunch of artists that we're using in different ways, and they, um, he, she, they, they're all really good at what they do, and um, yeah. like like to your point, I'd rather pay them for the final product than to just you know do some doodles and you know that kind of thing yeah. so um but yeah no no ai and honestly we don't even even for our video games so let me just be clear about this i am not a big fan of ai um i we don't use ai to help us code our video games we don't use ai in any generative sense to generate content for video games or for TTRPG, mm -hmm. we just don't. Um, we think that um, it should be a, hum a human endeavor. It should be a labor of love mm -hmm. to make these things and not how fast can we, you know, keep a production line going. So <clears throat> um, yeah. that's, that's, that's where we're at with it. Plus, if you, if you really look at AI and actually look at real researchers doing research on it, you'll find that the quality... Um, of AI is actually going downhill because they are beginning to feed off of each other. Oh and once yeah! You, once you start, well, it, it's like anything. Once you start doing that, the errors begin multiplying, and pretty soon you—it's like telephone tag. Oh, it yeah. really is. That's exactly what it is. Like telephone tag. By the time the tenth person says something, they're talking about a vacation in the woods. And it started out as a story about somebody who spilled a bunch of toothpicks on the floor, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's I, – I, I really don't you, – you can't put a lot – you can't put – in my opinion, it's my opinion only, you can't put a lot of effort into that and you can't trust it yet because there's no guardrails mm. on this like stuff. Like especially chat GPT. It's garbage. It's, it's the Wild West, man. You know, it, it's – you got to take everything with a grain of salt and yeah, no thanks. No. So we have a question in the chat, like who are the artists that we use? I'll just quickly name them. And I am going to 100% apologize. Cause I know I'm going to mess up some of these names. I just know I am. Um, our cover artist was Valter F. Godkoop. For amazing artist, I loved him. He he was great to work with. Um, 
so that is our cover artist valter um and then our interior artist uh one of my favorites dean spencer henrik carp carp um daniel commercy jack holiday jess shields uh oh god i'm gonna totally butcher <laughs> this name uh sverker castillo and eric palmer there you go god, I, you got I, I am so sorry if any of them are listening i completely butchered your names <laughs> i apologize i i am horrible at pronouncing names and I even forget names very often. You can ask my daughters. I completely forget their names all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's Matt for you. Yeah. Um, so, yes, they are all 100% legit artists. Loved them all. Um, hey, you want to throw a shout out to our graphics artist or just general graphic artist? You know, the little things like stickers and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um which ooh, I'm you know I'm glad you brought that up. So the logo of Dark Storm was made um I I guess we just call them Crystal. It, yep. It's um from the uh, graphics design company AE Digital. Uh Crystal is the one that we worked with who did our Dark Storm logo. Um she also did two uh Walrus stickers. For us which so i haven't even announced this officially yet on social medias but you know for people listening and watching um so i'm gonna be doing a giveaway very short well when the book releases we're gonna be doing a giveaway that um if you show proof of purchase of the physical book i will send you some walrus stickers a magic with zuby token um, and I think a Dark Storm logo sticker. Um, I got to get the stickers made first, so it's I, I'm not gonna announce it right away as soon as after the book releases. I want to make sure I have them first. Um, and then there are gonna be I think up to five lucky winners of this. You know, if you show proof of purchase of you buying the physical book, you may be a lucky person and get a an official. Dark Storm Adventures dice tray for free. Well, this is all for free. Like there is no no paying for anything. We cover all the cost of shipping, and so it, it's we we have some prototypes of the Dark Storm dice trays that our uh, friend Links made, and um, mm. it's uh, they're pretty cool. They're, they're they're unfinished. They're not polished, but um, they're pretty damn awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything laying around. Otherwise, proof of purchase. So clearly, Photoshop bake statements. Yes, those are okay as long as you also have a picture of the physical book as well too. So I'll I'll make sure we come up with all the rules and all that stuff. So, yep. So yeah, it, that's going to be exciting because we got. I mean, we originally had the stickers commissioned for the Kickstarter, but that didn't go well. But you know what. I, I loved the sticker drawing so much. I don't want to just not have them for something, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that's about does it for Darkstorm Adventures. It's 
I can't think of anything else. Like as soon as as soon as I get the proof of the book and everything looks good and you know everything's good, you know whatever legal obstacles we got to pass, which that should be all fine, but you know you got to make sure that's all good and on the up and up. Um, then it's just yeah, I'll be able to announce a release date as soon as we're good. Yep. So. Um, so that yeah, I think that covers it. I mean, there's um, there's some interesting side stuff going on too. Um, you know we um, we've got uh, well, there's another whole adventure series too that's been <clears throat> oh the one shot adventures. Yeah, the one shot adventures, the blade. Oh, oh, we're not giving up on that. Like no, we're not. We're not. But. It's going to be a long while before this sees the light of day, but there is another adventure series, which is literally a book of one-offs, but they're not, like, disjointed. So, like, if, you know, <clears throat> I think there was a, a Watsy book that had a lot of um, adventures in it, like classic adventures, and <clears throat> they were just kind of unrelated to each other. This is... This is a series of one shots that are actually more related to each other, but mm -hmm. still stand stand on their kind of own two feet. Almost like the <laughs> almost like the, the adventures of say <clears throat> back in the eighties, the A team, right? Where, you know, there's this big adventure that happens and then it's all tidied up at the end and you know, the next the next adventure, some of the same people are there, some of them aren't. It just gives, you know, it's kind of, it's a throwback to the old D&D Long March kind of style where, you know, you might have people show up one oh, week. Oh, you mean the West Marches, right? Or the West, yeah, West Marches where, uh, sorry, not Long March, but the West Marches where, um, you know, people show up for a couple weeks and then go away and come back in a couple months and, you yeah. know, just lots of different things going on, but people still able to play D and D. So, um, that kind of approach West, you know, the old West marches approach. Sorry. I, was, <clears throat> I had that other driving video game in my, in my head. I was just thinking. Oh yeah. Like no, I know what you're talking about. No, it's, yeah. um, no, I, I can't wait when we start working on that. Um, but there's been something else that's been really kind of taking a lot of our attention that mm -hmm. it's, this is a great segue in. And as we've talked about on the podcast before, our network engineer simulator game, that's just... The, the response we're getting is just insane. Um, it's it's kind of nuts. Um, it, unexpected. It, so, hold on. You know, I'm going to go into our Steam page and look at the new numbers for how many people have actually wishlisted it. Because if you listen to last week's episode of the podcast... Um, when we recorded that episode, we were only at about 3,500 wish lists. Um, we've gone way past that at this point. Um, I'm just getting it loaded up right here. Oh, shit. Okay. We just bypassed the 7,500 mark as of today. We yeah. have over 7,510 people who have wish listed this game. Right? That... And it's insanity to me. Like, I, dude, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I was going to be happy with 100 people. Right. Right. <laughs> like this was, this is totally unexpected because like, and it's not, it's not just like a four hour game here that we're talking about. Then it's not just like plug, you know, plug a bunch of wires in kind of thing. Although <clears throat> there is that 
there isn't. So <clears throat> let me get into it a little bit. All right. So yeah, what you've been working on. We had we had um, one of our members, Links, one one of the guys on the team, had this idea, and he was just fiddle farting around. It was almost a joke, right? And Zuby said something to him. One thing led to another, and before he knew it, like we had this functional proto pre prototype pre 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 prototype kind of thing yeah. going. And we're like, you know, that's kind of satisfying to click those cables in. Well, what yeah. if you did this? And before you knew it, now there's, you know, in our sandbox level, there's this laptop. And you <laughs> click on the laptop, and it brings up this little screen of like, you know, just an alert list of like yeah. what cables are connected. And so all of a sudden we're like, well, wait a second. This is really turning into something. So <clears throat> you know, we, what uh, if we invented a network operating system? Right. And so, you know where this is going. Um, and <clears throat> so we, we, uh, we fleshed this out and we thought pretty carefully about it. And we're like, is this, are we going to release this? Like, is this something that we really want to do? I mean, we're learning a lot from it. We are l actually learning a lot with this, both in terms of Unreal and some other, you know, simulation kind of things like frame rates affect the tick timers in unreal so we're learning a lot of interesting things so we we finally said yeah let's do it let's go for it and and here we are before you knew it we had our demo we set up our steam page we went through all those machinations and by the way it's not impossible to put something up on steam but it is a process and yeah steam it's it, a pain in the steam butt it, Pain in the butt, but and Steam is very meticulous about this, but I think in a good way. Like yeah. They don't like they're actually looking out for your best interest because they don't want you to put up a shoddy video or a uh, a clip that isn't going to represent your product very well. So, to be honest, kudos to Steam. Um, their yeah. feedback was good, and their uh, advice was was spot on. So we put this up, and now we're at what seventy five hundred, and it's only been how many weeks? So it hasn't been a month yet, has it? It's been what? Our, it's our third week, I think. Third week. Um, we've already got some international press. Yeah, um, that was dude. That it, that that blew me away. Like we got picked that, up by some Japanese website. Yeah, that, that um, reviews video games, and it was positive. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we've got some local you know u.s coverage matt's going to be on a uh, podcast this weekend uh talking about this as well um oh yeah but the more <clears throat> the more we talked about this the more we looked at this the more we thought you know let's let's hear what people have to say right so we we put it out there um and we put the teaser video out there which probably represents like the first couple minutes of the game only right yeah um and we do. We have a whole. There's a whole story behind this. It gets interesting. There's there is a there is a storyline. There is missions. There are interesting things that that can be that can and will be done with this. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, we wanted to hear what people said, and all of a sudden we started, and we're still, you know, we're still deep in development. We started hearing people saying, "Well, can I use this?" can I use this to train with for, to pass my CCNA and, yeah. you know, and all these other 
tests, right? Networking tests. And we're like, well, how deep do we go with this? So um, we've gone pretty deep with it. Um, we've Yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've essentially modeled the real life. Um, for those that don't know, um, maybe we can explain a little bit. But we've modeled the actual real life layer one and right now layer two of the OSI model. So there's seven layers to this model. And layer one is essentially the physical electrical, mm -hmm. you know, the transmission of the bits from one, you know, from one end of the cable to the other. And there are rules there. There are definitely rules. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like plugging in the electrical outlet in, in the thing, right. Yeah. Uh, in the wall. Um, and we modeled it and, um, we're building in things like latency and other fudge factors or uh there's a way to introduce random C they're called crc errors and what that means is that the the data is you know there's a way to detect if data is corrupt on the wire when it gets mm -hmm. to the destination so we're, we're doing these fun things and it didn't actually take us very long to do these so um now we're building up from there on the on you know on the cake on the layers um you know, we're you're starting to develop not... Ethernet frames right now. Yeah, which yeah, yep. it, it, so it kind of blows my mind. So j just to give a little bit of context to the audience, um, people listening, the past couple days, it, it's um, Dante and I and Links, we've all been talking and having to talk at length, like how a frame is transmitted not a packet because packets are up at layer three we're talking just frames and yep. like what constitutes a frame like what data is in a frame and it, it's all very simple stuff it's just having to re we, we have to make sure we're taking it one layer at a time and it, it gets so easy to jump ahead but you no know, you're right we need to lay layer the cakes on because it, it's so there's gonna there's a lot of behind the scenes work that you're working on that is not gonna be noticeable right away. Like when we get the demo out, you're you're yeah. not gonna see any of this code here. But you're laying down the foundation for us to showcase frames and packets mm -hmm. being transmitted. So if we get to a point where we want the player to do like some sort of packet sniffer troubleshooting, it's going to be possible. It totally will be. And, you know, and it's, you know, people think like, wow, you know, why don't you start with just like the simple stuff and then you can get complicated later. Um, that doesn't work so well with this kind of a thing. Um, get, get the rules down. And so what we're, we're taking the approach of get all the details down, get the rules down and basically, you know, turn the lights off on most of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's in the dark and we'll utilize one little bit of that object that we've created. So the, the frame, there is an object called the frame, which represents a ethernet two slash 802.3 frame, depending on, it, it, and I know it's very technical and only the <laughs> network technical people are going to get this and hear this, but you know, the frame is a real frame. It's done. It's baked. It's coded. 
um, and it takes into account it all has the actual bits, bits and the, it, it does the the, the uh, headers the source the header, and destination the, 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 the MAC, data the MAC address the whole bit yep. right the, the CRC block uh, preamble the inner block yeah. that is for it. Dude, when, so, when you've been showing me this coding I'm like holy fuck this is this is insane so here's how, to the technical nerds out there, so this is how we implemented the inner block gap. Because the inner block gap, yes, it's 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 data, but it's not really, right? And and mm -hmm. the same with the preamble. The preamble is data, right? But So what we're doing is we're calculating line speeds, and we're saying, okay, so if, if <clears throat> whatever the current line speed is at that moment, right? Because, uh, you know, nothing's ever the ideal line speed. But whatever that is... How long, how long would it take those X number of bytes representing the preamble and the inner block gap at that moment in time to traverse the wire? That length of time becomes a fudge factor. I wouldn't even call it fudge factor. It just becomes its own small little increment of time that's added to the wire latency Yeah. so that the frame has to get through that period of time before it pops out the other side. So it's it's really an interesting set of dynamics trying to model real-life electrical physics. And it's worked. We've got it. Um, I know. It's, it's, it, like I said, it blows my mind, man. Like, it's just... It, it's it's kind of cool. So well, I, I'm glad you and Lynx are the ones who understand that. Like, I can tell you guys all day, every day, like, how networking functions. But the fact right. that you can take that and make it into code... That's where I'm like, okay, you guys kind of blown my mind. <laughs> where... Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. Like you said, in the demo and the early release, you know, a lot of that code is going to be dark, right? Some of the yeah. code is not going to be leveraged. It's going to be more, it's going to start out in more of an arcade mode situation. But as we have time to kind of progress with some of the other upper layers and build them up more robustly, we'll start turning some of these things on, like, you know, like the MAC address situation and making sure mm -hmm. that the port is only listening to the MAC, the MAC addresses that it's supposed to be receiving at layer two. And again, lots of technical talk here. And I'm not even a network engineer, but I've had to learn this stuff. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's, you know, gameplay wise though, like most people aren't even going to ever notice this. So there's there's going to be like arcade mode through super realism mode. Like anybody who wants to do like super ultra realism and essentially work their work their job, right? If they were a network a real network engineer, we're going to push up to that limit eventually. But you know, we're and in get the beginning, to a point, we're going to get to a point where we're going to have a creative mode where, yep, you know, like you want a a three D version of Cisco's packet tracer. And actually have to physically connect equipment and all that. We're gonna have you. We're gonna be able to have it be done. Yeah, it's gonna be a while though. Look, I'm just yeah, gonna be yeah, honest. of course, of course, yeah. We're, we're it's gonna start out very, you know, arcade-like, if you will, very satisfying to plug those cables in, mm -hmm. get that click noise, organize the cable trough. You know, it's gonna be very satisfying to to log into a console and see a very simple you know red red light green light kind of thing but you know as you turn the realism dial up over the you know over the course of the development cycle of this thing um you're 
you will be in charge of how realistic you want it, right? And yeah, you know, so it, but it's going to take a while to do that, right? Because oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's we're shooting work. for an early access for later this year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're trying our best. We're going to shoot for it. Um, we're hoping for a demo in the next couple months. Um, yeah. I I I finished um the demo the the level design a couple weeks ago two weeks ago i think and mm-hmm. now it's you know you're working on the actual ethernet slash ip side of it we've got links working on you know trying to finalize cabling and make sure that's you know all tweaked out or not tweaked out but you know what whatever he's doing with it it's uh, whatever the technical term like qaing it making it look better um and all that yeah. uh, adding in some other like stuff with like like some grid lines like making making the actual rack space programmable and all that um he's doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff too and um it's all the it's all the 3d work really it's all yeah. the objects and meshes and um locations where cables can connect mm-hmm. and you know the physicality of it the the physics of the cable so you know he's he's the doing all that of, that's i couldn't think of the word of it <laughs> you know he gets the fun stuff i have to sit here and write all this grindy <laughs> behind the scenes code right so um <clears throat> yeah no, it, it's it's exciting man it's um it, it's like just all the talks we've had just talking about you know how a frame transmits and just making sure that we're following exactly how a switch operates. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also helping me because it's, you know, I do this for a living every day. You know, I know networking in and out, but you know, sometimes you forget a lot of that low level stuff and it's fun to explore it again. You know, it really, it really, really is, you know, one of the, um, like, so for instance, Matt, you know, we've <clears throat> Zuby and I have been going back and forth about like what is the very first frame you turn you turn a host on a PC a server something like that what is the actual very first frame coming out of that host that hits the Ethernet wire right hits that port hits the wire for the switch at the other end to see and oh my god we were going back and forth and I just back kept on and forth and I was telling him like. The, the the answer is it depends. <laughs> that's it. That, that that's really the answer. It depends. Like, and it, for me, right, a, a programmer who loves things to be well organized and very specific states, and, zeros and ones. And, uh, right. It was uh, it's unnerving to be like, well, it just depends. You know, it's kind of it's like quantum physics. Well, it just depends. No, I don't want it so, to depend. I, I mean, I mean, we did come up with rules for it because yeah we did we just had to right and we'll talk about it so if a host is set up as dhcp meaning they're set up as a, with dynamic ip addressing the first frame that's going to get sent is a dhcp request frame yep it, it, that's just the easiest way because we're not going to get into technical details of oh what if the host is on active directory and you know it's right. having to make kerberos you know requests and stuff we're like nah no nah, let's nope. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna we're get not. that deep 
if, if we want to get that deep, Microsoft pay us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and then if a host is statically assigned with an IP address, they're going to do a DNS request, you yep. know, to out to Google or something, you know, whatever we decide. But it's just like yeah. we, at the end, we had to pick something because it's in, in real just, life networking, it depends on what actually gets sent out first. And and so, you know, in playing a game, right, we, we just want, we want the things to be in motion. So when you click one end of the cable in, right, mm -hmm. and the other end is still not clicked into anything, right, nothing's going to happen anyway, right? There's nothing going on. But the minute you click that other end in, you know, we just want to get the ball rolling. We want, you know, we want the ports to understand that those two ports can talk to each other and that they can relay messages back and forth. And mm -hmm. again, the MAC address in really these protocols were meant to trigger the MAC address code so that the two ports know about each other. But <clears throat> although that's happening, like that code is is gray we'll call it mostly gray in other words we're not we're not going to really do a lot of mac address checking right now it's just for it to happen so that later on we just kind of take comments out of code and it will be more interesting and robust and um you know but we gotta we gotta start with simple things and layer up um you can you can art architect a lot of the features but networking is so interesting that um you got to start with the basics and then work towards the very complex. Yep. And so we leave a lot of the stuff either in the dark or grayed out for now. And um, we'll get back to it, but, the, you know, but the structure, the structure is there. So, yeah. I mean, we could make it even more fun for you programmers. If we uh, start introducing hubs, <laughs> hubs, <laughs> You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I sat this morning. It's funny you say that. And no, we did not rehearse this. Okay. I, I sat in the shower this morning. Remember that old HP commercial way back in the day? What if, and this guy's in the shower and he has the Eureka idea or something like that, right? Okay. So I'm in the shower and I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Hubs. And I just kept thinking <laughs> about it. And I'm like, oh my God, what a mess, right? You know, what a mess that's gonna be, because essentially that's 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 just a party line. That's all that is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally it, it's, everybody listening to everybody at the same time. It's one right? broadcast domain. It when when we talk about broadcast storms. That's that's what hubs would do would be broadcast storms where you know right. something would send out trying to broadcast everywhere. Um, it <clears throat> it had it was its own yeah there was no collision domains or anything. Um, it, it's but yeah no we're not putting in hubs because that's just no. It's I, just I, a mess, man. I, I don't hate you guys that much. Well, somebody, you know, somebody's gonna ask, somebody's gonna be like, "It's not real without the hub." Somebody out there. Okay, gonna, okay, then let's shit, Lorda. But no, I'm with you, man. That's not happening right now. Maybe okay, when then, we, 
you know, if they're going to be like, well, what about hubs? Okay, then let's put in ATM frame relay networks, too, while we're at it. <laughs> you know? F okay, no. fuck IP addressing. Let's go back to, what, IPX and all no. that? Um, no. <laughs> you know? The well networks, put in some no. To token ring networks. Let's get some BNC connectors going. You know? Listen, if, if it ever got to the point where somebody said, I need a token ring network in there, I would be like... You give me a million dollar check, and I'll put your token ring in there for you. Oh my <laughs> god! If oh, there ain't seven I seven just, numbers, I'm not doing it, dude. I just thought of it. So, all right, network engineer simulators, huge hit. Blah blah blah. We come out with a DLC retro network simulator. <laughs> oh my god! You have to go into the '90s retro office and set up a token ring for the usenet dev environment <laughs> better better yet better yet you have to essentially uh implement the first hub but in the sense of coax remember the old coax wire mm -hmm. with the t connectors in it yeah which is essentially it's just like it was a hub but it was just a cable that essentially yeah. acted like hub because everybody could hear each other. You gotta put one of those in. Could you imagine that? Or oh oh okay, so the office environment would be the Department of Defense. <laughs> the, 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 the original OGs of the internet, right? Right. Oh god, <laughs> do you think they have any of that stuff laying around still? I mean it's the government, oh. of course they do. God, could you imagine that? <laughs> Coax cable T connectors on it. Oh God! See yeah. the young folk probably don't even know what we're talking about. I mean, that was even before my time too. Like to be honest, because I'm still pretty young. But I mean, I when I when I got into networking, like I whenever I get into something like that, I love learning about the history of it. You know, like how how did we come from? British naval connectors all the way up to, you know, fiber optics, you know, single mode and multi-mode type stuff. I'm, I'm just waiting for the person who says it ain't real unless there's like an, you know, an old, like, you know, whatever it was, uh, 9600 baud RS-232 oh, modem. God. Yeah. God, could you imagine that? Oh my God. It, it's like, yeah, um, it's not going to be real unless, unless you can do some war dialing. Okay. Right. <laughs> have, have oh god, ha, ha, have it play the tones of of the modem so you could like hack into someone. Oh, you know what? A, you know what a great mission would be what? is to like tie in tie in the, a microphone into the game and see if you can get the Captain Crunch whistle the the first hack. Remember that? So all right. So for for all those listening for. Um, you know, the one of the first hacks ever in telecommunications and in networking was um, it's called Captain Crunch. Go look it up. But um, I believe it was payphones. So this guy figured out that, and just I don't know how he did it, but if you took the whistle that was currently available in like a box of Captain Crunch at the time right yeah you took this whistle you pick up the payphone you just blow the whistle into the payphone the right way it would unlock the phone essentially it was oh, like going into shit. test yeah i heard about it was, this it was like going into engineer yeah. mode and once it was in that mode you could literally dial any place on the planet for free 
Uh, and I it was, forgot about that. Oh my god. It was the most amazing thing, and that's like one of the first ever hacks of telecommunications. It was just stunning to me. Stunning. So, uh, real quick sidebar. Um, Delta Drifter uh, just put in the chat. He just got an ad for a sub shop, and the song they were playing is Rhythm of the Night. And it reminded him of whenever I would play the magic card on stream, Rhythm of the Wild. This is the rhythm of the wild. <laughs> oh, wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, think that brings back some good memories. But, yeah, man, it, it's, you know, the game takes off, whatever. You know, Cisco, you want to pay us yeah. money for retro yeah. DLC. <laughs> You got it, man. You got it. <laughs> if the check's big enough, I'll go back in time 30, 40 years. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And, um, oh, my God. Who was it? Was it Matthew Broderick in, in the War Games? Was it Was it him? <laughs> yes, it was, was it him. him. Yep. Then we would need to get him as a cameo voice actor. Oh, 100%. <laughs> for, 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 for the retro DLC. <laughs> <laughs> So, would you like you know to play a game, ha- David? <laughs> you know what's going to happen. What? That's that's going to have to make it into the main game now. That as a mission, you got to go find that. Was it a cave or was it the was it uh, Cheyenne Mountain? Wherever that what that thing was, like the was the it? final scene. I don't know. It's but been you're forever gonna, since I've seen it. You're going to have to go there and actually upgrade the Whopper. And get it functional. <laughs> Give it a new network card and wire it up. And wait, everything's you know. in dupl in half duplex mode, <laughs> or actually everything's in simplex mode. There's no. Funny enough, I know you've the, developed uh, simplex, half duplex, and duplex already. Yeah, yeah, that's in the game too. The wire. Yeah. So the the wire model actually can can mimic any of those and it can and it can mimic uh the the two directional simplex fiber optic too so like one wire you don't need two wires so in other words if if you're saying well what about a fiber optic cable you're gonna need two wires nope it's built into the one wire the one wire can actually act like two simplex uh you know optical cables so that's also built in so um you know, I, I mean, I can keep geeking out about networking. I love networking. I mean, yeah. I I really do. It's the the thing that, and I, I just want to preface this because it's, you know, not only am I completing one of my dreams of being a published author, but this is also sort of helping complete a dream of mine as well, too, where, um, and, you know, I've said this to a special someone of mine, um, that I, I was just telling them the other night that, you know, one of the things that I want to do when I get older is be able to mentor people, especially in the IT field. Um, right. Cause I really love it. I've been, you know, I've been a martial arts teacher for a long time. Um, I love teaching people and, and this is the kind, and you know, as, as this develops and goes further, this is sort of like a way, you know, for me to help make that, dream become realized where you know if we get to a point where we can actually teach people networking and how fun it can actually be Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's that's just awesome 
and you know couldn't do it without you guys couldn't do it without a team or anything um and it, it's just you know something that i i would love to see you know really happen and i know we're I, gonna I, do it it's i will i will in that vein right i think one of the funnest things that so you know all this networking stuff programming you know unreal simulations you know video game development man i love that stuff right it was it was um it came after my time so you know i had to have a whole career doing other <clears throat> kinds of it work right um I, but you know when i was a young lad that's what i wanted to do is i really wanted to write video games in fact little known fact when i went to the reason the reason i chose my degree in college um and i'm not going to dox myself too much here we'll just leave it at that it was was a very technical degree um but the reason i picked it at the time was because i thought you know wow you know if the end of the world came or some something catastrophic right i would know how to work with computers and i could i guess fudge my own video game and play my own video game right yeah and i, w I wouldn't be dependent on you know whatever right it, it and it's it's you know it's kind of silly thinking like in those terms right um but but it was it was interesting because i thought like you know could i could i get these could i get this degree and learn how to make video games and the short answer was yes in the end but there was no there was no market nobody was going to hire uh me at that time to do that work right it was mm -hmm. a very specialized group of people and um you know back way back then you know it was it was a very tight-knit community small number of people and it's not like today so you know i had to do it it so but what i what i'm fine what i'm finding interesting right now in my life is that by by doing walrus right I'm giving, and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm getting a lot of satisfaction out of this. I'm giving other people the opportunity to do the things that they want to do that I never really got a chance to do. And that's super satisfying to me. Like you, you came to us like a year ago and said, you know, oh, I've always wanted to publish a book. Here you are. One year later, we figured it out together. The Walrus team came together yeah. and we figured out how to make that happen. Right. Um, you know, our our associate links right you know he's always wanted to do something interesting here we are making that happen right this is his thing network engineer simulator is links's brainchild um and it's coming to life you know and um even some of some third parties i can't say anything nor will i get into it but you know there are a lot of third parties who are going to get or are getting the opportunity to contribute and it's a big deal to them to do this, right? To to be, you know, to have art that's published, to, um, you know, work work on soundtracks, right? Or to, you know, these things that are going to become public domain, like not public domain in the sense of public domain, but yeah. out there in the public that you know somebody's somebody's going to be playing a video game and is going to see their art. Somebody's going to be uh, reading a book and see their art or there's a soundtrack in the game you know something behind the scenes that is their creation right we're, we're trying to and so going back to that original ai question no we don't want that we want to give it feels great to give people an opportunity to contribute um and you know and yes it's it's you know we pay for our stuff 
but they're still contributing in a in a good positive way because it's something they've always wanted to do right and uh i mean that it feels great it feels great to be able to give people that opportunity yeah so. and don't minimize yourself either man like you're also getting to create a game you know you're getting to you're gonna have your you're gonna have your name in a book um yeah, you're gonna have true. your you know name and credits <clears throat> for the games you know yeah i mean it does feel good don't get me wrong that yeah. <laughs> feels good to finally finally before you know before all is said and done as they say you know be able to actually write code or create things for video game and watch it happen and be able to demo it and play it and test it out that it's very fulfilling but um you know i do i am getting a lot of joy out of watching other people light up at the opportunity to kind of put themselves out there in a way that they might not have been able to do so um it's fun no it's fun no it's great that's great so we're coming near the end here um i mean this is our two biggest things that we had to talk about was dark storm and netsim um, I mean, we've got other stuff in the works that, you know, we're not ready to discuss or, you know, it's, um, just, it's true. yeah. And, and it just takes time. It, but our main focus right now has been the dark storm book. And as soon as that, I mean, that, that's been my big focus the past couple of weeks is just the dark storm mm-hmm. book because we're, you know, and, and as soon as that book is officially released, um, head nose down in the second book while also helping network sim at the same time you know right yeah but i look you know if uh it's you know i will say this too for those watching or listening or somebody you know there are there are moments don't get me wrong there's moments where you wake up and you just don't want to do something right or it's like god if i dive into this I'm going to be doing this for the next six hours and I really don't want to do that. And, you know, I'd rather, I don't know, take the dog for a walk or, or go play know, world of Warcraft instead do something with my kids. Yeah. And, yeah. and I get that. And that happens to us too, but oh yeah, especially um, when a I new get... shiny game comes out and we all, all of us get distracted. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, I I would just say this, man. Just take that moment and think about it, and you know, in, enjoy maybe enjoy a side moment, but then come back to it, right? Come back mm-hmm. to what you think is your real passion, because in the end, it's always hard work. Like there's no no freebie. There's no, you know, if you if you look at very successful people, or even mildly successful people, right? Um, just successful in general at all those levels it's been hard work nobody you know yeah maybe you can point to a couple people like like literally a handful literally on the face of the earth that maybe got super lucky and made it big for nothing Mm -hmm. but that's not that's not reality man the real reality is you got to put the hard work in and so if anybody's listening to this, uh, if I can influence you in any way, man, just take a few moments to yourself, half a day, a day, but then get right back to it, man. Just 
get right back to it. Run, run through the obstacle, beat it up, yeah. climb over it, under it, around it, whatever you have to do, but get back to it. Because in the end, that hard work will pay off. It really will. Yeah. In, mm. in some way, it will. Very well said. And I think that's a great place to end it right there. And um, I just want to thank everybody for coming on. Um, oh, there's links in chat. Get back on it. Get back. Okay, well, all right. Let's get back on to programming. Uh. <laughs> hey, man, I spent a lot of hours today on it. I'm tired. This this was our side chat. You're good. Get back. No. <laughs> no. He's tough, man. I'll tell you what. Lynx is tough, man. He's, he he's a hard ass. I know. In his own way. He is. No, but we love him. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for stopping by in the live chat. Um, I know I did say there was going to be a Q&A. Um, we know, we'll save that for maybe next week's podcast, the, the Q&A questions, because... We had a lot of good discussion, and this podcast could keep going on longer, but we need to end it here. Good. I'm tired. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm tired, too. I've done a lot of talking today. Yep. Um, but thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you to the live audience that's come in here. Um, thank you to the listeners, the watchers out there. You are all very much appreciated, and hope you all have a great night. Have a good one, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.